section in Acts chapter 2. And um, if you've got your Bibles with you. And I'm going to be reading that out of the English Standard Version, which is what we are going to be using, at least from the front here and in our church services. And it's up there as well. Now, this is um, the early church when the church gathered together as a community when they started getting together. And they were too, probably people from all different backgrounds and different sorts of preferences and that. And this was the fellowship of believers. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and, to fe- and, and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as they had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those that were being saved. That was the early church. And um, this is what they did when they gathered. They devoted themselves to these things. And um, so I just want to talk about that a little bit this morning and particularly focus on prayer. And, and I've been, I, I had a PowerPoint today. I know I don't generally, but it didn't work. So it won't look different, but I'll, um, I'll um, help you. I'll try to speak in pictures as much as I can. When you go to the doctor, when you go to the emergency department, or on the TV shows they call it ER, right? When, the, when you go to those places... The way that they tell immediately what's wrong or whether you're healthy or not and, and, your doc- and, and you, the, you guys that are studying to be doctors and doctors would know this, so they check your vital signs. You know, if there's no heartbeat, they don't bother about combing your hair or fixing that cut on your, um, on your, hand, on your arm. They check your vital signs to see if you're healthy, checking your vitals. If one of them is missing or, or one of them is out of order, like the, oh, I don't know, I'm, I'm way out of my depth here, but if the blood pressure's way low or not right or things are not right, that's where they focus first. That's what they zone in on, they zoom in on, because that's what's making you sick. This is why you're here. And sick is ineffective. You're not an effective human being when you're sick, when your blood pressure is really low, or when your heart's not pumping, or you're not breathing. That's a real sign that something's wrong. You know? And so, in our text, we're kind of reading a, um, a list of vital signs of a living church. This is the church gathering together, and it's kind of like the, a bit of a list. If you pull a list out of there of vital signs of a living church, when the church got together, they devoted themselves. See the language? They devoted themselves. They didn't just do these things. It wasn't just part of their liturgy. They devoted themselves to teaching, to fellowship, to communion, to prayer, to being filled with awe, uh, to praise, and to generosity. Pretty normal, pretty good, and pretty healthy for a church, right? To do that sort of stuff. But they got involved. They got included in it. Everyone got into it. And the end result was where you read in verse 47, those la- that last sentence, and God added to their number day by day or daily those that were being saved. How cool would that be? If every week we just had, you know, we had to put out another 20 chairs. You know, um, day by day, the Lord was adding to the number, and it was growth. So go back through that list for One Hope Community Church. Teaching, yeah, we do that. Fellowship, we're good at that. Communion, we just did that. Prayer, yeah, we do that. Being filled with awe. You're looking at, you are not filled with awe right now. I'm looking at some faces out there, you know. 
Okay, we need some help in the awe department. Uh, praise, we do that. Generosity, we, we, we practice that. But you know what? I know that we do these things. And each of these things is kind of part of our weekly or maybe it's monthly liturgy, the way we do things. But I just want to test that devoted part this morning and have a look what that meant. And there's a list of four or five or six things here. I've just went through one, two, three, seven things here. And you would see them if, if this was working. But today I want to focus on prayer. This is where I'd like us to, to, to look at this devoted to prayer. Because this is one of the vital signs of health, not just for an individual, not just for you in your private prayer life, but when you're a church community, when you're a community together, this is one of those vital signs uh, that would tell whether you're healthy or not, devoted to prayer. And um, there's a quote where a guy said, prayer meetings were the arteries of the early church. Through them, life-sustaining power was derived. Here comes the medical analogy. Prayer was kind of like where the blood flows. They were what led the blood to the right places. And that church needed, the early church needed that power. They had a big job ahead of them. It wasn't an easy world to become church and to be Christ followers, followers of this man, Jesus, and to, and to, and to preach him. So they needed that power. They needed that. And think about it, we do too. Now, remember that this scripture is talking about when they gathered. It's talking about the gathering, the church corporate. When they got together, like we are, we got together this morning, didn't we? Prayer is a huge topic, and I was thinking, how do I talk about prayer? How do I cover it in one message? And I can't, and I won't. Because um, there's all sorts of, you know, what happens when we pray? Uh, why should we pray? How do we pray? Does prayer change God's mind? All of those sorts of questions and discussions. But for today, what I want to focus on is a body of believers being devoted to prayer as a body. And that this seemingly was part of, or this was and is a catalyst for change or breakthrough. This was part of what caused the early church to break through and to grow daily. And in the interest of full disclosure, I'm going to talk a little bit more about it this morning, but we're actually going to do it. I'm not going to talk the, the whole thing through. We're going to do it. We're going to practice it as a body. I'm going to practice this devotion, this one of the list of devotion. So I'm thinking you're glad I'm not focusing on the giving away all your possessions part and all that sort of stuff so that we could practice that. We're going to practice that too. We might do that. Don't laugh. We might do that one time. I'll save that one. They've just had a moment. The, the disciples and the apostles have just had a moment, Pentecost, where the Holy Spirit revealed His power empowered them and people all over the place have been convicted and have decided to come become followers so they're gathering in communities prayer was an important part of that if you go back to chapter one before it talks about this church gathering you see the apostles in the upper room you know jesus had told them to go and wait what are they doing what does it say they're doing in chapter one hint we're talking about it this morning yeah good one you guys are smart. It, they were praying. You know, they were devoted to praying together. And uh, prayer had an effect. And then this happened. Then Peter got up and, and the Holy Spirit came and the whole thing came. So we're in, we're in good company now as the community gathers, gathers together in prayer. So now if you were the emergency department doctor and you were checking this vital sign of prayer in your life and in the life of this church, what would you say? 
what would your result be? What would you say to the nurse? Yes, he's breathing. No, he's not. Blood pressure's low. It's, it's up there. Notice the word that's used there is devoted. A body devoted to prayer. I'm convinced that if I asked you for a show of hands whether you think prayer is important, that you'd all put your hand up. Am I right? I reckon you would. I think we would all say that prayer was important. But Acts here, Acts is not describing a body that prays or that knows that prayer is important. It's not describing a body that knows that prayer is a good thing. It's not describing a body that has someone come up the front and pray at you or to you or prayer points to you. I mean, let's be honest. How engaged do you get when someone comes up the front here and does the pastoral prayer? How many of you read the newsletter? How many of you wander off and think, what's coming up this week? I, I do. I'm being honest here. You know, it's, I'm not saying it's wrong for someone to lead us in prayer. But I wonder if that's really how we can be best devoted to prayer. So the difference between thinking prayer is important and being devoted to it, what does devotion look like? You know, we say things like, he is a devoted father. Look at him. Watch him. Watch the way he, he's with his kids and that. Or, hey, she is so devoted to her job. We can see that. And look at the results of the work that she does. Or she's devoted to her kids. She just really, she really invests in her kids and does a whole lot of stuff. Or that guy, he is so devoted. Those guys are so devoted to that cause. Look at the extent that they would go to for that cause. Or look, he's, he's really devoted to his soccer club. He's really devoted. Look at, look at what he does. Look at how hard he trains. Look at, he's at the committee meetings and he's interested. He, look how devoted he is to the soccer club or to the football club or the tennis club. What are we saying here? Is that all that they do when they're devoted? Is that all the only thing they do? Maybe not. No. But they give that thing high priority. It has a place in their time. It has a place in their resources that can't easily be shifted. Not many things can knock that off its post when you're devoted to something. Not many other things would cancel it. It would determine and it can determine your schedule the way you allocate your time, the way you allocate your resources. And it's not just something they talk about. Hey, I'm really devoted to my soccer club, or hey, I'm really devoted to this, this job, or this... You can see it. They actually live it out. It's a reflection of what's very, very important to them, for whatever reason that is. That's, when we, that's why we would say someone's devoted to something, because it's become clearly, patently obvious to us that they, um, it's a reflect, we can see it in their behavior. Prayer should be very, very important to us because it is our conversation. It is our interaction with our maker, with God, with the one who calls us to, to, to gather as a body, who calls us to follow him as an individual. This is our interaction with him. So how important is our interaction with God, if you were to look at us, the way we allocate our time, even in our church services or during our week or our schedules or, or our liturgies or how we gather. How important for us is it for us to interact with God? And um, I read this interesting quote where someone said, um, if you want to see how popular the church is, 
attend Sunday morning worship. If you want to see how popular the pastor is, attend the Sunday evening worship. If you want to see how popular God is, attend the prayer meeting. And you kind of think, ouch, that's kind of nasty, isn't it? But unfortunately, it's often a reflection of, of a lot of faith communities, isn't it? It, it? it actually, we will give our time to what we think is important or where we, what we think we want to be a part of or what we think gives us expression and is life-changing for us. So practically, what's the difference between a church that prays, that knows prayers is import, important, and a church that's actually devoted to prayer? And this is where I would have loved to have the slide, because I've got this matrix, so you just have to listen really, um, really carefully. So difference between a church that prays and a church devoted to prayer. So a church that prays, prays about what it does. A church that's devoted to prayer, does things by prayer. So you get the difference? A church that prays, prays about what it does, and a church devoted to prayer, does things by prayer. A church that prays, prays at its convenience, where it fits into the schedule. A church devoted to prayer, prays at God's command. A church that prays, prays when there are problems. Not a bad thing to do. A church that's devoted to prayer, prays when there are opportunities. Think about it. A church that prays has guilt, knowing that it probably should pray more. A church devoted to prayer has joy, desiring to pray more. A church that prays, this is the one that gets me. This could be an Andrew that prays, but let's say a church that prays, Ask God to bless what it's doing. A church devoted to prayer asks God to enable it to do what He is already blessing. Let me say that again. A church that prays asks God to bless what it's doing. A church devoted to prayer asks God just to enable it to do what He's blessing, what He wants it to do. It's a bit of a difference there, isn't there? A church that prays thinks it's too busy to pray more. A church devoted to prayer knows it's too busy not to pray. Someone wrote a book about that, didn't they? Who was it? Um, Bill Hybels, Too Busy Not to Pray. A church that prays fits prayer in somewhere. Good thing to do. A church devoted to prayer gives priority to prayer. A church that prays uses God. A church devoted to prayer is used by God. There's a bit of a difference there, isn't it? This kind of, so here you get to see the nuance, the difference between a church or a community of believers that thinks, yeah, prayer's a good thing, it's important, we've got to get that in there somewhere, we need to talk to God about stuff. And then there's a little bit of a difference between that and devoted to prayer. It changes the way we look at it, doesn't it? So is devoted to prayer important to One Hope Community Church? And does it show? You know, when people come in and say, wow, those guys are devoted to prayer, just like, hey, that guy's devoted to his, his hobby. Is it vital to break through in our church? Does it have to be corporate prayer? You know, is that kind of prayer really vital? We know that Jesus called us to pray in the closet or out loud, where in lots of different ways as individuals and to, to communicate with Him, but this whole corporate prayer thing, is that really a vital sign? Well, someone once said, that focusing on the personal prayer life only, John Franklin said this, focusing on the personal prayer life only would be equivalent to trying to fly a plane with one wing. 
Now, I don't know if when you were a kid you had one of those planes with one wing. I had one of them planes, you know, you get the little, get a little motor going. What did it run on? Some sort of stinky ethanol or something like that. And you had the little motor and you had a string. And it went around and around. And, you know, when it had one wing, it would still, it would just go around and around by itself. It didn't need a string. A plane with one wing doesn't go anywhere. It just goes in circles. A real big plane that you're on with one wing does go somewhere straight down. <laughs> you know, it crashes and burns. But that's what John Franklin said. If you just focus on personal prayer, it's trying to fly a plane with one wing. It, it needs both wings to be an effective uh, vehicle, obviously. So why would you? Why would we give? Why would we be devoted to prayer as a community? Because we're the children of God, and and our gathering, when we gather together, we gather to honor God, to glorify Him. We don't gather to get good coffee or to get a good message, because sometimes you do and sometimes you don't. We don't gather to catch up with such and such. Those things happen. Don't misunderstand me. But we gather to glorify God. We gather to honour Him and to relate to Him. You come before Him to ask for His input, you know, to seek Him. And, and, and we gather for that reason first and foremost. Jesus came, and we just witnessed that this morning. We talked about that this morning. Jesus came and gave His life so that we now can partner with God as a body in His kingdom work. So it's kind of important that we are devoted to prayer, that we are all prayers, that we don't just have a prayer. Not that we shouldn't do that sometimes, that we are all devoted to praying as a community about our community. And you get questions, does it help or does it work? You know, does, um, I don't see results. You know, I hear people saying, I don't see God moving. We've been praying for this for ages or we're praying for breakthrough here. Or we're praying for, for this, that and the other. And we must have gathered and got together as a group or we prayed for this so many times. You know, I don't see any results. And I read another thing. That's just such a shame you're not seeing this stuff, but I'm going to read this one to you. This guy said, I look at a stone cutter hammering away at a rock a hundred times without so much as a crack in the rock. Yet on the hundred and first blow, it splits in two. Now I know it wasn't that one blow that did it, but it was all that blows that went before. I think about perseverance in prayer. I don't see breakthrough. Prayer does change things. And the interesting thing is, what does prayer change first? Or who does prayer change first? It changes us, starting with us. And our praying and seeking God for, for change and for situations. It's not overcoming, we're not begging God. We're not overcoming God's reluctance and saying, oh, please, God, please, God. But prayer as a community, when we gather together, when we're devoted to prayer, <coughs> is laying hold of His willingness. He's getting a hold of God's willingness and partnering with Him. And Martin Luther said that. He said, prayer isn't overcoming God's reluctance, but it's laying hold of His willingness. So how do we change if it's not where it should be? Like anything, we let the Holy Spirit show us. We let the Holy Spirit convict us. And we let Him find us being willing. Willing, that's hard for me sometimes. Willing to change and grow. And like anything else, you know, we get really funny about this. You know, spiritual stuff is this and practical. Like if I want to become a really good tennis player, what do I have to do? I think I've said that up here before. I've got to practice, practice, practice. I tell you, I watch the Australian Open. That's probably the only sport I really watch on TV. I watch it and I watch it really carefully. 
After I've watched the season of the Australian Open, I get out in the court and think I'm better because I watched it. And I think, I can do that. Boff! And the ball goes into orbit and it doesn't go in between. But you know what I mean? I don't get better because I watch it on TV. I get better because I practice, practice, practice. I don't get better at praying because I watch people pray or I read books about people praying. I actually get better at praying because I actually pray. I start with, I'm in a group and I feel a bit bad, I start with like a 10-second prayer, a few awkward words. But I'm in there. I've made my start. I've made my contribution. And that's how I get better at praying. There is no fancy language to prayer. We made fancy language for prayer. But it isn't God's language. We made it up. It's like Australian slang. It's not real English at all. You know, our prayer language is not real prayer at all. Prayer is just talking to God and, you know. So that's what you do. You practice, practice, practice. So what could it look like? You know, I said we're going to get into it. What could devoted prayer look like when this body meets? And it includes all of you. I'm talking kids, um, older people, middle people, youth, anybody. What would it look like? So this is what we're going to do. And um, we are going to do it this morning. I'm going to stop here and we're actually going to pray. We're going to spend some time. We're going to take... 12 and a half minutes, depending on how quick you guys get together, to pray. And I'm going to encourage each one of you to do that. Whether you've prayed before or not, I'm going to encourage you to do it. This is how we're going to do it. I've got six prayer points. Now, these are not the only things that we're praying about as a church or we want to pray about as a church. But for the sake of the argument, these are areas in our church that we're really seeking God for. And we want to see breakthrough and we want to see Him... um, um, partner with us we want to partner with him in this and these are the things that we've got we've got our leadership so point one and i won't have obviously i've got them up there but we've got our leadership and we want to pray for wisdom for our leadership it isn't easy leading a church in today's day and age remember at the start i said we're all different people we're all different now you try to do that you try to get people all facing the same way and leadership is not easy. So we're going to have a group praying for our leadership and Pete is going to lead that group and Pete's going to be up in the back corner over there. Then we're going to have a uh, we're going to have we're going to be praying for our community ministry. So for Cavell Corner and for Scoresby Secondary College, we've got a, a couple of great ministries happening there. Cavell Corner is going great. We want to pray for it. We want to give thanks and pray for it. And John is going to be in the back corner there and he's going to lead that group. Okay? And then we're going to have um, Lauren. She's going to be kind of in the middle over here. And she's going to lead a group praying for youth and young adults. Do we need to pray for our youth and young adults? Yeah, that'd be a bigger year if you can find it. You know, we do. And we, we need to pray because it's not getting easier. And so we want to pray for our youth and young adults. Not just that they would become Christians. We want that. We want them to see, see them engaged in the body. We want to see them start living a life that reflects it. And we want to be praying for encouragement for them. So Lauren is going to be over there leading that. Um, I will be down here and I'm going to lead um, prayer on, uh, we're going to be praying for international missions for Luke and Agnes and for the work we do internationally in Uganda and Rwanda. So that will be me leading that there. Then we're going to have about in the middle there, Mick is going to lead a group and we're going to be praying for, Mick is going to be leading people to pray for salvations, conversion and discipling. That's the key, isn't it? That's the key to growth. We want to see people come to the Lord. We want to have opportunities to witness to people. And we want to know how we can disciple people and how every one of us can get involved in that. So Mick's going to lead that. Then down the front here, Megan is going to lead a group. And this group here will be praying for just the needs. We, you know, I guess this community got together and they had needs because that's why they sold everything and gave it to people. But 
So Megan's group is going to sell everything and give it. So you want to join her group? No, no. We're going to be praying for the sick amongst us, those that we're looking to bring before God for healing and those that have needs. I'm going to let you choose where to go, but I'm going to challenge you because the leaders of the group are only going to spend one or two minutes updating you on that area, and then it's up to you. I'm going to challenge you, if you've never prayed in public before, even if you're a kid or a young person, even if it's a 10-second prayer, I'm going to challenge every one of you just to join in that prayer. The leaders will lead it, but let's make a noise and let's be devoted, believing that this has an impact, that people were added to their number day by day because the church was devoted to prayer. So we have, um, I'm going to give you 10 minutes now or 12 and a half minutes. I'm going to give you, so if the leaders could go to their spots, you choose where to go and uh, get praying and the leaders will lead you and I will give you a yell and gather you back together again. So we've got leadership, um, Cavell Corner, community ministries, youth and young adults, discipling, uh, international missions and sick and needs in our church. Go, everybody move, families, kids, everybody gets to be part of this. And we're not putting music on because we won't hear it for the noise of prayer. Okay, let's, um, yep, let's just wind up our prayers. But f- just stay in your groups for the moment. Now, I know that some of us um, could go on and on. I got a signal over here. Can we have more time? Can we have more time? Because when we start engaging with God and when we start praying, there's so much we want to bring before God. There's so much way, way we want to bring our community before God. What I wanted to do is just get a little bit of feedback, one word descriptive feedback from each, from a couple from each group and just to say, what did you think of that? What did you think of it? Was it good? Did you pray for the first time? Just one or two words. So up the back there, can I have one or two people? What did you think? How was that for you? Yell out loud because I'm the only one with a microphone. Anyone? They didn't think much of it. Let's go over to this group over here. Encouraging. It was encouraging to pray together. Anyone else? This group over here? Sorry? Yeah, so more people pray than usual, so it's good to hear more people. What about over here? So a couple of descriptive words. Sorry? Moving. Uplifting, to be able to gather as a community. I'm going to go back up to the corner there, so you've had some time to think. Any one word, descriptive words? Sorry? Bonding. Yeah, that's one of the things that happens when a community prays. What about over here with the youth and young adults? Powerful. Anyone else? Motivating. How cool is that? And down here with the International Missions Group. Anyone? A couple of descriptive words. Sorry? Informative. Okay, that's good. Anyone else? A common passion. So like unity. Would you say unity? And we could probably go on, and, and this is how we're praying as a community. What if we devoted 15 minutes every Sunday morning to praying together like this. We might switch around the top. I'm not saying that we're going to do that because the church council will rope me up if I change it too much. But what if you did though? What if you devoted, what if the community was devoted to praying through some things? And you might change around the topics a little bit for the areas that you want to see breakthrough in or you need answers from God or you'd love to s- you join with God's heart in. What if? The implications of that. What, 
And what are they? Our habits? Oh, gee, we're used to doing this. Our liturgy, we can't fit that in. We do it this way. What if we were really to take seriously what the early church did and we changed it up and we devoted ourselves to prayer and to teaching and other things? I believe that we would see change and breakthrough first in our own lives. That'll be the first place. The second thing, I think we would see breakthrough and change in our church in the areas that we're partnering with God. And the third thing we'd see is impact in our world through our prayer, which is ultimately what God wants to see us as a church community to do. Who doesn't want that? Well, let's say, who does want that? Of course we do. Of course we do. So I hope this helped us to understand what devoted to prayer looks like. You know, it's hard to be devoted to prayer when you're all by yourself. You can do it, but isn't it more encouraging when you're praying with people around something that you can, you can share together and one prayer kind of, wow, yeah, that bounces off and you say, oh, that just brought that to mind and I can pray for that. And you can get together and you can become a church community that's devoted to prayer. God, I just thank you that we are a church community called together, that we're not accidental, that it's not coincidence that we are a community together. And I thank you that you call us and that you're not going to stop, but you're going to continue to call us to be devoted to these things, devoted to praying, not just to do it and to think it's a cool idea, devoted to prayer, devoted to teaching and devoted to these things that make us a community that reflects Jesus Christ in this world. Thank you for the opportunity this morning to learn more about that. And I pray that you would continue to do that as we journey together further as a church. Amen. So we're going to have the music, stay where you are. We're going to have the music band come up and we're going uh, to sing um, one last song. Now, if you were in the middle of prayer and you thought, you know what? We just want to go on for another five or ten minutes. We're going to make sure there's not too much noise around the coffee. You you can you don't have to if you're in a group and you think, I don't want to, but some of the group wants to stay, you feel free to continue to pray. If you would like individual prayer, as usual, there'll be people at the front ready and willing to pray for you or jump into one of the groups. I'm sure they'll pray for you. Um, otherwise, enjoy um, some fellowship with us because they were devoted to fellowship too, remember? And remember tonight at 5 o'clock, what's on? We've got a group over here. What's on? Of course it is. Who should come? Did you get that? All right, see you at 5 o'clock then.